Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Four Jack Podcast. This is Chris, your host. We're giving everybody a little bonus coverage today on the U.S. Open weekend, a little post-Saturday episode here. But first, let's kick it off with some intros, and finally, we can introduce Mr. Cody Heath. What's going on, brother? Woo! Hey, man, how are you? What's happening? Nothing over here, brother. Just, uh, Just doing some things. The the new pilot of uh, Edmonton, Alberta, has just arrived on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Both of us, Tom and I, just became uh, certified drone pilots due to the new regulations instilled by Government Canada as of June first. You have to be a registered pilot now. Unbelievable. It's 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 crazy, man. Uh, like for like an example of like some of the things you need to know is like they talk to you about like air traffic laws human factors, meteorology, navigations, and, like, flight operations and radio telegraphy, man. That's ridiculous. Like, I didn't get asked one question about a drone, actually. <laughs> yeah. It so are you going to start using that at the bar now and tell girls that you're a pilot or what? We are pilots, man. <laughs> I'm pilot by one question. I got one question, right, to put me over the edge. It is exciting. I like that. That's nice. Well, second up is uh, we got Tom. As you can hear, Tom is in there. Uh, the, the pilot as well now, apparently. Yeah, I uh, thought. Oh, sorry, bud. He's got the best about some content for us. Yeah, um, figured it would be easiest for Cody and I just kind of tackle the pilot thing together, and now we're able to actually launch this thing and take it out on the golf course. So. We're going to be making some cool golf content soon. That's perfect. Love to hear it. Have you, are you playing golf today? Uh, unfortunately, we will not be playing golf today. It has been on and off torrential downpours here in Sydney. Um, I don't really want to risk it. I might go play some part 27 later, but uh, definitely not going to play golf today. It is not a nice day. So... We'll be staying indoors, and it's a good day for it anyways, boys, because uh, i got to say I'm a bit tired today. Uh, ended up having a couple beers last night. Still in bed early, midnight, so. But was up at 5.30 to watch the coverage here. There you go. What, uh, are, you, early what are you morning. liking about the coverage so far? Who you, who, I'll tell who you right now, it's really you? weird watching the coverage here because we use this KO thing. It's just like okay. the streaming service. And... They basically like link up all of the broadcasts into one. Like we have the Australian one, the Fox one, and some other random one. That's nice. So they kind of seamlessly, you'll hear like Joe Buck's voice, and then it'll just go into this Aussie guy, and you're like, what the hell was that? Like, bit strange. Fuck Joe Buck, uh, man. Fuck Joe Buck, man. He is terrible on that. Honestly, Joe Buck is trash. Yeah, fuck Joe yeah, Buck. I, I know whatever you say. That's too funny. Baseball Joe. Like, How about Gary Woodland? Big bad Gary. What do we got to say about him? Like, the original Brooks kept it. I would say that. The original. Yeah. <sighs> Did you guys Brooks watch? Uh, a couple highlights while we were doing the drone footage yeah. today. Yeah. Or the drone registration and pilot exam you might have two of the craziest par saves i've seen in like a long time in any major 
like Where? that chip in and he had that chip in on 12 and then that 42 foot bomb on 14. Yeah. Yeah. Career. <laughs> Career. That chip in was insane. And then Rosie birdied on top of him both times. Justin Rose is the cold blooded assassin out there. Hey, he just does it. He's insane. He just hits it everywhere and just yeah. makes putts. <laughs> Guys were saying that, that like they were watching him on the range and he's just like punching holes in the sky, like hits it a mile up. You want to know who else hits it a mile? <sighs> Brooksy? Rory? Too, your good buddy, <laughs> Sean Lebrecht, hits it a mile. He was playing Maybe. at that. The Métis, some Métis tournament at Legends on Friday, and playing with him, man, that guy smashes it like six irons, two twenty. He's always been that long, though, hasn't he? Yeah, like he has. really stupid long. But uh, let's get into some, some other stuff as well. Like, what's uh, what's Coach Fish been doing? You been playing some golf lately, bud, or what? Lots, lots. He's saying <laughs> lots. lots. <laughs> Uh, well, for me anyway, yeah, I've been playing lots. I played, uh, I played a place that I probably hadn't been for seven years. I went to the Glendale Golf and Country Club. Wow. And? So nice, man. Yeah. Always been so, nice. So, so nice. I had such a, such a pleasant day there, man. I watched, I shot a 79. Take uh, that any day of the week. Big time with three doubles. And I got beat by 12 strokes by Dallas Cantera. He shot a 67. He had seven birdies and an eagle out there. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. You want to talk about bombs? Yeah. Dallas Cantera hits his driver 330 yards on a rope every single time. (laughs) Every single time. I'm playing what I call a butter cut that slices like 20, 25 yards right now. Like the white grenade? 120 yards in front of me on some holes like crazy dog crazy but it was so the glendale was so nice and then i went out to the quarry edmonton this morning and saw the hp dan philpot and uh how's philly doing philpot good right always nice to see him wearing a sweater even though it's 30 degrees outside the only (laughs) sweater on and but the course was in phenomenal shape, doggy. Really coming along nicely. Ironstone was pure as fudge. Mm. Mm, I like I would, love, I would love to see Ironstone in nice shape. I've only ever seen it in really bad shape, to be honest with you. Oh, it's it's delicious. There was there's one green out there. I think it's three, the par five. Pat had twenty five feet down the hill and he had fifteen feet coming back. Oh, oh my. Like I said, it was U.S. Open burnt out, man. It was burnt out on a Saturday. That place has been U.S. Open burnt out since day one, bro. Well, they're coming around. There's the Granite side was struggling. Pat says he won't even go see it, like with company. So it's not that good yet. But I hear only, I, he says that it's coming around. They played it on men's night, so it'll be it'll be uh, good to see them get all 27 holes up and running soon. Absolutely, love it. Um, so what can we talk like what can we even talk about with this US Open so far, man? Like Tiger hasn't quite done what we wanted, but <sighs> Tiger Tiger can't make a putt. Um yeah, there's not much to say. Here. Neither can yeah. DJ. Neither can DJ. 
Yeah, DJ is actually quite surprising. I saw him just, I was watching this morning on the early coverage, and he just, it was just like wiping putts every single time. Yeah. Single one was going in. Hmm, that's nasty. Rory's keeping that momentum going. He's kind of in it still. I thought he looked great. A couple yeah, hiccups he... along the way. He is terrible on the par fives this week. He's only mm-hmm. he's even on the par fives this week. Really? All of them in two. And he's even on them. Like it's just ridiculous. Like spraying tee shots or missing greens? Spraying. Missing greens, missing putts. Like, did you see what he did on fourteen today? He splashed it out of the bunker, like hit his second shot to the greenside bunker, splashed it out like fat. And you know that crazy green on 14 with that giant false front? Yeah. Rolled mm-hmm. all the way down, like 20 yards short of the green. It came out and then just rolled right off the green. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it was like an amateur play. I saw something, and can't quote me, unfortunately, but I think I saw some, like, diagram that told me that, like, the first 12 greens at Pebble Beach – could fit within the first two greens at the old course at St. Andrews. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Isn't that crazy, man? Those postage stamps that they're hitting yeah. too. That's... It's funny that, like, I mean, we see that course every year on tour, but, like, you know, I guess you forget, like, till you see it, like, actually how small those greens are, hey? They are peanuts. Yeah, when you have that contrast with the super long rough, they look just tiny. Oh man! And then they have those weird, like, like the designs of the greens. Like, look at seventeen. It's it's like a how it has like that skinny waist in the middle. It's almost like two greens, but they're yeah. both tiny. <laughs> like, there's nothing to them. You know who? You know who I'm cheering for? Who? Louis Oosthuizen. Yeah, you want to know why? And I know what your answer is going to be. You don't know that I got him at plus four thousand on a five dollar bet to pay four hundred and fifty five. Louie, Louie, reason why? Like Louis. I was warming up at your favorite course in the world, man. U.S. Open, Tobiano, baby. Yeah, I had to bet him because I saw him at Tobiano, man. Truly, one hundred percent. Really? Yeah. What happened there? He went there for a week to play and practice out there before the U.S. Open. Just loved it. If you haven't been, everyone, Tobiano is the world's greatest golf course. It is great. one of the most stunning places you might ever see. You'll lose 100 balls, mm-hmm. and the replay rate is $49. But it'll cost you $100 in golf balls because everything just runs over an edge, and you can't find anything. Cliffs everywhere. Nuts. The greens run at 14 on like a bad day. It, it, it is one of the most stunning courses in Western Canada. If no one's ever been to it, you should go to Kamloops and play Tobiano because it's absolutely fantastic. No free ads here, but like we do like to pump up Tobiano. So take it. Uh, so what's, chat. what's that? It's been a good chat so far. Nice to get Cody in the conversation. Yeah, it's about time, man. It's uh, yeah, we on. no, well, I mean, you are co host, so we expect you to be on all the time, but unfortunately, that's sometimes, yeah. Happens. I was telling, I was telling Tom that I didn't want to be referred to by my whole name, I want to be called Coke Fish because I knew I, I that was, like, that was always yeah. what I wanted because I could just be taking like bong rips or something and no one would know who I was. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm gonna go with, I'll, I'll stick with Coke Fish for you. That's all right, okay. I'll stick with Coke Fish right too. on. Yeah, that goes, that goes. 
deal. What are we thinking about tomorrow, boys? If you're a betting man, I know you have Louis who stays in. Louis who stays in for the win, man. Goes, wins the British at the home of golf at the old course and wins at the grandfather of America's course at Pebble. That would be really nice to see. You want to play Pebble Beach? Um, For $800 Canadian? Sure. Do you, do you know what it would actually cost in order to play Pebble Beach? Well, it's like a couple grand, isn't it? Because you need to book accommodation in the area and you need to play some of the other courses, don't you? Not necessarily. So, you know, hypothetically figure two, you have to get a flight to and from. Yep. You have to stay a minimum of two nights on Pebble Beach Resorts, which I believe is like 650 to 750 a night USD. Mm-hmm. And then since you're there, you obviously are going to play Pebble Beach, but then you might as well obviously play one of the Spy others. Cypress point. So, and you haven't even eaten or had like a bottle of water or bought like a souvenir. They say it's the same price for when you win like a U.S. sectional qualifier that these guys who played the tournament or a qualifier 11 days out from that since they have no time to prepare, you end up paying four hundred dollars for hotel rooms and all this sort of swag so they say that yeah a trip to pebble beach is five thousand dollars well i mean that is if you really want to add like check that off your bucket list i was i was talking to some people around here after you learned that and heard that kind of thing and it's like yeah so then where else like me for example i would go to Cabot links and spend five thousand dollars before I went to Pebble Beach to spend five thousand dollars. Yeah, and I, I think there's so many other tracks that are so much more accessible. Like, like I mean, abandoned like, dunes. Yeah, I mean, and you got five courses there, four or five. Like, no, that's re- there's twelve. I thought or something outrageous. No, no, no. I think, oh. I think they have three or four, something like that. But I mean, it's it's so much more accessible. You don't actually have to stay in the area. I think the cost per round is not even crazy. I want to say it's like 150 US. Well, the thing Man. with Band Dunes is that it's all you get off the plane and then you take like a shuttle ride, 45 minutes or 30 minutes to like the facility, and then it's just golf, sleep, eat, and it's all right there. Yeah, that's the best part about that. And you know what? That that team, that group of designers and architects, they did the same thing down in Tassie in Tasmania here at Barn Bugle Dunes. So the same group that did Bandon, they came and did the exact same. Like literally fly down, you stay there. And I think they have two courses there. And it is like, that is so high on my bucket list right now. Like I would put that higher than Pebble right now, to be honest. You got Mm -hmm. two courses and it's legit. You know, you have some tee boxes where you're 10 yards away from just laying in this white sand beach. You know, it is absolutely perfect. And it's very, it looks like Bandon. It's very linksy. It's very rugged. So if anyone's going to Tassie, you should go play Barnbook with Dunes. Boom. Um, are nice we going to see Brooksy go three in a row? No, it's tough to beat. I think Justin really? Uste is in. Man. Mm. Mm. My money's on Justin Rose. I like that. I think I think Gary's gonna absolutely he's gonna choke. I, I know fuck, rock I, today, but I think fuck Justin Rose because he was gifted that gold medal at the Olympics from Henry. <laughs> <laughs> no shots fired. 
That's a good shout. I like that. That's yeah. a real good shout. Um, I remember that. That was wild, yeah. <laughs> inaugural Olympic golf, right? In how many hundred years was it? Something like that. Did you, uh, Danny Willett's also climbing up the leaderboard at the U.S. Open and heard a stat that it was his first under par round at a U.S. Open today. What? I think nine rounds or something silly like that or something, something or whatnot. But, so, but yes, his first under par round he's, and he's sitting at minus four for the tournament all today. You know, it was funny. Actually, it was another guy. I mean, that's funny with Danny Willett, his first under par round. That's shocking. But, you know, we were talking about this last episode. How funny was that that we said about Cooch? We're like, do you think he could win? Nah. And then yeah. at one point, one back or two back, like he was unbelievable when he went eagle birdie on 6-7. It was just all, unconscious. All that in a pair of Skechers. you believe that? Yeah, I was going to say, what is that guy wearing? Skechers. Like, no, that feels not. like he could play another eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And in those pants, yeah. he probably stole, took out of his high school wardrobe. Good, it's good look that he had going on there today. I wasn't. Uh, I can honestly say I wasn't the biggest fan of his attire yeah. today, but uh, you looking know, like a, looking like a dad trying too hard, almost. Yeah, and just you know that stupid little cheapskate grin of his and i like the grin though yeah he's genuinely happy you can see it right like he's just like worth 40 million dollars you would be happy <laughs> right i gotta go with my i gotta go with my third fuck you <laughs> first it was joe buck then it was justin rose and my third fuck you has to go to matt kuchar that cheap prank. <laughs> I, I get out of get out of here. Right? Ever since that whole debacle, I don't even. I got no time for cooch. Fuck you, cooch. No, if I'm gonna hear that noise anymore, I'm gonna be listening to Woo for Danny Woo. Like uh, best, name, best name in golf. Yeah, for, or Brandon Woo. Sorry, not Danny. Woo. I'm definitely going with Brandon Woo, not Cooch anymore. If I'm gonna hear that stupid noise after every single putt, I don't want to hear Cooch's name. I like how you were about Cooch at the beginning of this conversation, and Cody turned on him, and you turned on him. I was never, I was never on him. Uh, I was just saying that I was quite surprised, actually, how good he was today. But career, career, yeah, you know, like that guy's out there grinding, which was impressive. He played well. Can't can't deny it. Uh, Did anybody? There's two things we need to go over here real quickly before we tie this down or wind this down, but. Did anybody see the Jordan Spieth uh, rake incident out of the bunker when he ripped into Greller? I talked about this today with a couple buddies, and I said, absolutely, Jordan has all right to ream out Michael in public because that's what you do do when it's fucking Michael's fault. When he turned around and said, oh, there's a rake there, I was stunned up, man, like, the way he ripped it was vicious. Big Michael is his punching bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got it hard. Yeah, like, I felt bad for Greller at that time. I was like, oh, you're going to get it. Like, you know, if he just hit the lip and he didn't get out, hey, yeah, that's that's on you, buddy. But you put, yeah. or you don't move that rake and you get a two shot for that. 
hey, Greller, you better pick up that bag and you better run, bro. Yeah. Jordan's going to be tearing you apart from start to finish. Yeah, that's crazy. I saw the headline. It was just like, what is going on? You hit a rake? What? Like, how does that even happen? Not a good look on him. But uh, almost as good of a look as Patrick Reed snapping his wedge on 18 to then make double to make the cut on the number. That was wonderful. That that doesn't bother. You know, you love to see the anger, man. When someone lets the fire out in your belly, you get fucking pumped up yourself, right? Because you're like, yeah, like... I love this motherfucker it. broke a club for me. I am going to break one of my own, but I feel that fire and I'm going to be coming at it hard too. Why? Because Buddy Lips is down, right? So, like, as everyone said, nothing he hasn't seen before. Just a quick snap, throw it on the ground, fresh club, give it to I, I was just going to say, I think the best part of that whole situation was how casually his caddy just handed him the next wedge. It was just like, yep, next shot. Here you go. Yep. Zero hesitation. It, that it's he's been there he's seen that before and obviously it's okay. we know that guy's a hothead yeah glad you got it out of the way now let's move on yeah yeah exactly so but yeah i mean i think tomorrow will be a big day it'll be nice to watch uh i have to get up super early to watch that so i cannot wait but um i love the late tea times like i'm loving sunday night late tea times man I have to say I'm extremely jealous of being uh, down Oh, being in North America right now for prime time major golf. Like that is one of the greatest things you can possibly offer to golf fans. Like, you have the whole day to do things and then you can still come home and watch that. It's great. You get to wake up to a nice little golf kind of Delirium and immerse yourself in the world of the U.S. Open tomorrow and then have your whole day ahead. Which was nice. That is nice. Like, I remember what? No, I don't remember. I'm not even going to go down that wormhole because I'm just going to get lost and that's not going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can kind of see exactly where that's going. But, um, boys, uh, I know you guys got this drone going now and we just. Everyone else here, all the listeners know that we will be pumping out some content real soon here, and the YouTube page will be up and moving soon enough. So keep your eyes and ears open, and we are going to get that stuff out to you guys. And yeah, I think uh, there's a lot coming for the Four Jack podcast here, and I hope you guys are all down for the cause and enjoy myself and Tom and Cody as much as everyone else or hope someone does but <laughs> as much, as I, hope you, I hope you enjoy hey. this as much as ourselves yeah exactly yeah. We case, so that's fine worst case i enjoy both of you and that's the important part it's all that matters all right boys any final okay. words before we roll out of here i i'm jacked up i think i'm gonna start saying that all right i like that the four jack podcast yeah, fuck, fuck Joe Buck. Yeah, and guess what? Fuck people who say jacked up, right? You're just coming at everything I say today. <laughs> you sneaky son of a gun. <laughs> All right, boys, I love it. And we're going to chat after the U.S. Open, and we'll have our final insights on the event, and then we'll warm up for next week.
Beautiful. Sounds good, man. Have a good one. We'll talk to you. You too. Bye. See ya.